Welcome back to XOXO Jess, where we dive deep into the world of greeting cards, the highs and lows of entrepreneurship, and the mindset tools needed to start creating the business of your dreams today. I'm Jessica Walker, your host and greeting card guru, here with another Wednesday episode. I cannot believe it's already Wednesday. <laughs> I feel like this is today's the last day, no, first day of July. Whoa. I'm getting a little lost in my days these days, but um, I think this episode is appropriate for it being the start of a new month because I love, well, I love planning and scheduling and y'all know I'm a huge nerd with that kind of thing, but I really, really love looking back over the month I just had, the quarter I just had, the season I just had and seeing what worked, what didn't what I want to continue in the, to the next month or season and what I want to change. And I always use the start of a new month. I do this every week too, with like every Monday, but I really dive deep at the start of a new month. Um, and particularly the start of a new quarter. So we just finished quarter two. Is that right? January, February, March, April, May, June. Yes. We are starting quarter three. <laughs> just wanted to make sure I said that right. And this is such an incredible opportunity to take a second and step back and look at your business from January 1st until now. We're officially halfway through the year. You have six months of data and stats and things that you can be looking at. And if you don't have that, I encourage you to, I talk about this a lot in my course. I don't know if I've actually done an episode about it, but um, about KPIs, the key performance indicators of your business and what metrics you can be tracking daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, yearly to make sure your business is on its way towards the goals that you have set. So it is the end of quarter two. And yesterday I spent the day, not the day, but a couple hours, <laughs> let's be real, um, looking at the year so far. I set yearly goals for this year for 2020. I set that have, of course, um, you know, slightly changed over the last couple months due to COVID, but overall are pretty much set. The things that aren't hundred percent set are my monthly goals because I have noticed those change a little bit, but I do set pretty high goals because even if I don't reach them, I'm still working towards something and I'm constantly tweaking and adjusting and doing things that can help me grow month by month. And I, I mentioned this on Instagram that one of the things that I do is to do a monthly or weekly exper experiment. I like doing monthly because I feel like to be able to see the patterns and see any actual change in growth, um, 30 days is like a good benchmark. So this past month, the thing that I wanted to focus on was better and company on Etsy. So if you don't know, I kind of have two businesses, two greeting card shops, and one of them is better and company, which is my greeting card line that's specifically catered towards the cancer community. And I really wanted to dive deep this month and see if focusing 90% of my business energy onto the better and company Etsy shop would make a big difference. And the reason I wanted to do this is because I feel like in business, it's so easy to be going in a million directions. And I'm really passionate about essentialism and doing less, but better. But I really wanted to make sure when I'm doing that, that there is growth and there is progress and it's worth the focus. So 
when I looked at my numbers yesterday, um, things that I did during the month to focus on better in company Etsy, I dove deep into my SEO. I got my titles cleaned up. I made sure all of my photos were up to date. I experimented with Etsy ads. I experimented with, um, Pinterest ads bouncing back to my Etsy shop. I experimented with a new, um, social media strategy for the Etsy better in company shop. Um, there are a lot of things that I've tracked and tweaked and changed, but I had that plan from day one of June that each week I had a mini goal and over the whole month I had the goal of focusing my energy on better and company specifically. It didn't mean I let everything else in my business go away. There were a few things that I knew I would do each week in five dot post my other business. And, um, I made sure I had a podcast episode each week and there was other things that I did. So it wasn't like I let all the balls drop, but I just spent most of my focus time and brain power on the Etsy shop for better and company. And when I looked at the numbers, I found out that I had my highest Etsy sale, better and company month to date for the year. So I was able to see that that did work. And I was, I was also able to break it down and see like what specifically I think led to that. And that's another thing that tracking KPIs really helps you with is knowing why it's working. Cause it's, it's great when it's working, but it's also kind of scary if you don't know why, cause it could potentially go away at any point and you, that's not a great place to live. So I'm a firm believer that numbers are everything and you can never dive too deep into numbers and things that you're tracking in your business. Even if your business, you think my business is way too small to have numbers and KPIs. No, it is not. It is not too small. No business is too small to start tracking these things. And if you set it up at the beginning, it makes it just way easier to continue tracking these numbers and building the KPIs that you're tracking as you grow. So that is what I like to do this month. I'm doing the flip side. I'm doing my five dot post Etsy shop, and I'm going to see if focusing on that makes any sort of big difference for July. I also have some other goals for August. So July for me is kind of more of like a launch pad month as opposed to like a big revenue month, which I think it's important to have these kinds of intentions set in your mind. Cause I might get to the end of July and be like, why didn't I increase my revenue from June to July. And it's because I'm working on July to maximize my August profits. And it's just having that forward mindset, even if it's just a month or two ahead, just thinking so that you're not disappointed or confused, just knowing exactly what is going on. And sometimes I set growth months that end up becoming revenue months and vice versa. But I just like having intentions because if you don't have a goal, you can't succeeded a goal. So I don't know. I just think it's so important to have very, very specific and measurable goals for your business. So the other thing I wanted to talk about that I also did yesterday to end quarter two was to do, I've, I did not come up with this. I've heard this a million times from business coaches and people who are trying to help businesses grow. And that is to kind of, I don't know how, what to call it, just to take a quick, um, I guess like assessment of your revenue streams and your business to see if it all makes sense. So for example, what I did is I took all of my revenue streams. So I wrote those down, all the different ones. I think there's about six. Um, and I made three columns next to each of those revenue streams. And I said, time, potential, and passion. 
And in this chart, I did either an up arrow or a down arrow. So if one revenue stream took a lot of time, I would put an up arrow. If it had a lot of potential, I would put an up arrow. And if it had, if I wasn't very passionate about it, I'd put a a down arrow. Or if I was passionate, I'd put an up arrow. So I did this for all of my revenue streams. And why was this helpful? It showed me that one of my revenue streams was taking a lot of time, didn't exactly have a lot of revenue potential, and I was not passionate about it. So it's a thing that's taking time. It's not making money and I don't like doing it. So I deleted it. (laughs) I decided that this is not something that I am going to pursue. I found there was another revenue stream I had that was had a huge potential, huge potential. And I really am excited about it. And it doesn't take a lot of time, but I wasn't putting any energy towards it. So something I'm going to do this month is put a lot of energy towards that as well. Um, it's kind of like a secondary goal for July and, or, and really for the rest of this year, just to see what I'm capable of and like what it can be, but just taking a moment to zoom out and look at what you're doing and calculate, is this taking a lot of my time and not making me a lot of money or vice versa? Or what are these things that I'm noticing? Just be curious, just, and also don't judge it. I think that was something that I was glad that I didn't do yesterday, which I definitely, definitely used to do. I would judge and view these numbers with emotion and just be like, why did I spend so much time doing that? I'm so stupid. I could have wasted so much of time and energy and it's not making me money and I'm a failure. No, this is not, this is not that we are just looking objectively at these numbers with interest, with curiosity and noticing, Oh, that's, you know what? That doesn't really make sense. And just kind of letting it go, passing it off and deciding if you want to pursue it, maybe give it another go and also put a expiration date on that trial. So if you have a revenue stream or something that you're doing that you're like, not quite ready to let go, but you want to like kind of phase it out, put an expiration date, say like in two months, if this is not working, I'm done. And this doesn't have to just be with revenue streams. You can do this same kind of practice or assessment with your social media platforms. Maybe you're trying to be on all of the platforms and you notice that you're spending all of your time on Instagram that has an up arrow for time. And maybe you like Instagram, but maybe you notice on your Etsy shop or on your website that your sales are not coming from Instagram. My sales do not come from Instagram. I have an Instagram presence, but I do not make my money or my sales from Instagram. And that I didn't know that until I started tracking my KPIs. I just assumed that Instagram was the best place to be for selling my cards. And when I looked at the numbers, it wasn't true. I wasn't doing anything on Pinterest other than automatically posting my new my new cards to it. I wasn't even touching it. It was an auto post thing I did and I was getting twice the number of traffic to my shop from Pinterest. So I noticed that and then did my little assessment. Pinterest doesn't take me much time, down arrow, tons of potential, down arrow. It's a search engine and pins can last for years as opposed to Instagram posts, which kind of disappear in 24 hours. And passion. I'm not really passionate about Pinterest, but the other two having up arrows made me realize I needed to spend a little more time on Pinterest and maybe a little less time or just put a less pressure on my Instagram presence for sales. This could also be applied to 
I mean, really any part of your business, but like your design process, if you are spending 90% of your time watercoloring and maybe like, let's say watercoloring is not your thing, but you just think that that is what you should be doing for your cards. Cause maybe that's how you started. Maybe you had a really popular watercolor card and you're spending all your time watercoloring. So you get a uptick for time but maybe you're not really passionate about watercoloring. Maybe you like, it's fine, but you, it kind of feels like a chore a little bit. So you get a down arrow for passion and then maybe potential. I don't know. Maybe potential is up, but then you look at one of your other cards that's doing well that actually you don't even do any art on. It's just words. And you are really passionate about making funny phrases. So that would be an up arrow for passion time down arrow. Cause that doesn't take as much time potential, probably the same, both up arrows. So that might just like looking at these kinds of things and being curious and interested and just zooming out with no emotion. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Um, can be so helpful in like a million areas of your business. So if you have not done an assessment of your business after this quarter. So do it this week, do it before the rest of this year. Cause some people wait to do this kind of thing till the end of the year. And it's something that I think you can be doing constantly in various ways. So you can do it on a large scale quarterly, or you can do it like on a weekly scale for other kinds of things. Obviously you have to give it enough time to see what's working and what doesn't. That's why I really like the 30 day, like monthly kind of experiment trials. It just, this can be so helpful to your business. And I gained so much insight yesterday doing these kinds of exercises that I wanted to share them with you today. So you know that I love discovering new people, ideas, books, and products to make life more intentional, interesting, simple, and enjoyable. So I'm so excited to share my find of the week, which is actually something I've been using for like two years. But the reason I thought of it for this week is because I realized I've been saying it wrong forever. So I'm talking about <laughs> Ratukin, Ratikin, Ratikin. I think it's Ratikin, Ratikin. It used to be Ebates, which I'm sure a lot of people have heard of, but they switched their name last year to R-A-T-U-K-E-N. And what they are, Ratikin. I saw their commercial, which is why I was like, oh my God, I've been saying this so wrong. And now I'm realizing I still don't know how to say it, but we're going to go with Radican. They are a website that you add as a plugin to your internet browser. And I'm going to stop before I begin and tell you that I also thought that this was too good to be true, a scam. I didn't understand what it was. I have told people about it and they have been like, I don't know about that. But I am telling you, I don't know how to convince people more strongly that you need to get this plugin because when you have this plugin and say you're shopping at, I don't know, old Navy, the plugin will pop up and say, you are going to get 6% back on this purchase. And as you shop, it'll like be plugged in and will notify you at the end of your purchase that you have, you will get, I don't know, $2 and 96 cents back from your purchase. It will also automatically apply coupons that it finds online that you might not know about to your checkout cart so you could save even more money. And here's the thing. I thought that that was going to be what it was and I would never actually get the money and I didn't understand. So basically what it's doing is it they're getting a referral bonus from these stores for promoting their website. 
And then they're just giving you part of that referral bonus. So a business model actually does make sense. Like I get that. So I have used this for years. I have got had so much money back. And the way that they do it is you can either get a check set in the mail, which I'm it's literally they do. They send you a check. You can cash this check. It is real money. It is really just the referral bonus that they give you out of their referral bonus for you shopping. And it's not every website, but it is like 80% of the websites that I use. I get money back and I don't have to do anything. It literally is automatic. And the cool, like, I think it's like a hack that I found, but I'm sure they literally set it up for this is they, you can choose to, instead of getting the check, you can have it in shop gift cards. So like I shopped at express online, I used the Radican plugin. I got like, I don't know, 3% cash back. And, um, then over time with all my purchases, they were like, you have, I don't know, $15. Would you like it in a check or would you like it in a gift card. I chose gift card. So I used the express gift card on the express website and then used the Radican plugin again. So I was getting money back on my free money. It's literally the coolest thing. And I know, I know how it sounds like I get it. I so get it, but it is absolutely real. I've had so many of my friends sign up now because of it. And I just like wish I could convince the world because I get so frustrated when people just are like, I don't know about that. And they pass it off and I'm like, you could be getting free money. What? Just do it. So if one person hears this find of the week and adds this plugin in, I will be overjoyed because it is so worth it. And I just don't understand why people don't want this. It's just literally the best thing. If you don't believe me, Google it. It's totally real. Also, I'm going to add my referral link into the show notes so that you can get money automatically when you start. And then I also get like $10 or something. So it's just great for everybody. Get Ratican or Ratukin, formerly known as Ebates. I'm telling you, it will change your life. And to finally finish this episode, I'm finishing up this with a question from the community. I started doing this last week and um, I loved it and you guys loved it. So the question for this week is from... At Handcrafted Paper Co. H-A-N-D-C-R-A-F-T-E-D Paper C-O on Instagram. And they sent me the question, what were some challenges that you faced when you started your greeting card business and how did you overcome it? What lessons did you learn from them? And I thought this was a great question. Thank you, Handcrafted Paper Co. for sending it. So many things, (laughs) there are so many things that are challenging when you start a business, but I think the number one thing that got in my way that I finally realized I was doing and then just like really freed me up was not comparing my chapter one to other people's chapter 20. My chapter one looked like no sales, assuming I was doing something wrong because no one was going to my shop. Um, just like feeling devastated. I thought like it was like, if you build it, they will come, but that's like not the case. You have to work for it and market and share and post and promote. And there's just like that part of the business I thought would be automatic and it's not. And it's just something that you have to just realize that it's a continual process. Like you can design a card, put it up on the internet 
And it might get a few views and a few orders if you do nothing. But if you really want your shop to grow, you just have to like constantly be nurturing it and tweaking and learning and changing up your titles and updating your photos. And it's just like stuff that you, it's just like a journey. And I think that that is something that at the beginning, when I was comparing my chapter one to others, chapter twenties, I was like, they are just getting hundreds of sales a week and I'm getting one and why is my shop so much worse? And it, it really is us who is going to stick with it kind of thing. Um, and it, I'm not saying like you have to spend 10 years making no money and then you can make money. No, like I was able to have a full-time income from my shop in six months, but even if that's not the case for you and it takes a little longer, how can you take exactly where you are today and not compare it to someone's future or someone else's shop who's been doing this for years. And it just seems like it, it's so much easier for everyone else and so much faster for everyone else. And it's just, it's not the case. We don't see, we only see like the final product when we are on people's Instagrams and in people's shops. Like we don't see the all of the work that goes into it daily and all of the work they've done for the years since they started their shop. It, it Just give yourself a little grace let yourself take a take a break from the guilt and the judgment of your own shop and just know just remind yourself like if you're feeling that comparison is the thief of joy moment just say i'm in my chapter 1 or i'm in my chapter 2 and they're in their chapter 20 like that's that's all you have to say i say that to myself constantly my husband started a business this week and I has, I've said that to him two times this week. <laughs> like, don't compare your chapter one to someone else's chapter 20. So that is my tip for you, Handcrafted Paper Co. That was the major number one challenge when I started my greeting card business was patience and comparison. So if you can let go of those two things, you are set up for success. All right. Well, I will talk to you again next week. Head over to Instagram. I have several things going on over there. If you want to be um, featured in this week's feature Friday, tag me in your newest cards from this week. And I choose from those cards to share with everyone on Friday. So tag me at your greeting card guru. And I will ask because I really hope that you will again. I know I, everyone who has podcasts asks for reviews all the time, but how often do you actually do it? Um, sometimes I like, I will listen to a podcast for a year and then finally decide to click five stars. Like, I don't know what it is. It's just like something that everyone asks for, but no one wants to do. But if you have two seconds and want to leave a review on this podcast, even just click the stars, I would be so appreciative. And you can also subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode. And I will send you an email on Wednesdays too. If you sign up for our newsletter to know that the podcast episode is live and I hope that you guys all have an amazing rest of your week and a great beginning of quarter three, starting your healthy, organized, thriving businesses. And I can't wait to talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening. 